You're listening to Tea Time with Katie and Chelsea, a podcast all about pop culture that these brilliant ladies enjoy. So, heat up your kettles. It's tea time. Hello, everyone. I'm Katie. And I'm Chelsea, and you're listening to Tea Time with Katie and Chelsea, a proud member of the geek to geek Podcast Network. This week, we are talking about the most talked about movie on Netflix, To All the Boys I Loved Before, as well as the book it's based on with the same name written by Jenny Han. And if you haven't read the book or haven't read it yet, don't worry, we will let you know when we move into spoiler territory specifically for the book. So hopefully those of you who haven't had a chance to read it yet or want to save it, you can still listen to as much of this episode as possible. I hope that's okay. Are you asking for my approval? That's perfect. Yes. Okay. (laughs) Yes. I I do nothing without Katie's approval on here. (laughs) What? (laughs) I mean, my name is first, so I guess that makes sense. Exactly. You get first approval, I get second approval. (laughs) What? (laughs) This is an an equal relationship here. It just sounded better, Katie Chelsea. Okay, that's all. But before we get into that, today's Katie's birthday. Happy birthday, Katie. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Do you like how I had like an all caps on my notes? Yes, you did. I love that you put it in there. I was like, gee, I wonder if she's going to wish me happy birthday. Oh, she did. (laughs) Well, yeah. Um, (laughs) So, yes. Happy birthday, Katie. It's today as we're recording. It is your birthday. It'll be like two days after once this hits. But if you haven't already sent Katie a happy birthday, shout it out. (laughs) Thank you. Yes. I'm, t- I'm telling the audience, do it right now. Pause. Sh- shout it out. <laughs> Just yell at your com- at your phone or radio, whatever it is that you're listening yes, to this pull- on. Happy birthday. Pull over in your car. Go on Twitter. Shout it out. <laughs> no, no. Don't do that. <laughs> we take it to a safe destination and then tweet us. <laughs> exactly. And then tweet us. Definitely. And then tweet us. But what have you been up to, birthday girl? Um nothing <laughs> it was i was i did nothing this week which is kind of like sad but i did stay late at work like every day which totally sucked Fun. yeah it was just it was a busy week with stuff and then yesterday oh my gosh um something broke at like 4 p.m on of a course. friday and i was messaging like morgan was on her way to like the airport because she was going somewhere and I was like, uh, so I think we have a problem. She's like, no, do not send me this message at four o'clock on a Friday before I'm leaving on a trip. What is wrong with you? <laughs> and I was like, oh, God, I'm so sorry. You're like, uh... Turns out that that problem wasn't that big of a problem and we were able to fix it temporarily for the weekend. But the poor Joel had to stay up until 3 a.m., like his time, fixing another problem. Oh, no. And I felt so bad. I was messaging Erwin on the side. I was like, oh, my God, I feel so bad, like, <laughs> for Joel. And he goes, no. I know, I'm sitting right next to him. And I was like, oh, poor Joel. <laughs> yeah. He's in Morocco, okay. right? Yeah, they're in Marrakesh. And I'm like, nice. oh, I feel so bad for you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, so sorry. How many uh, hours difference is there between you guys? It's like eight. Oh, okay. So he's in essentially my time zone. Yeah. Yeah. So like Morocco is at like the top of Africa. So it's they're really not that far from you. Nice. Um, But 
it's been interesting because they chose their work hours, so they're still going by East Coast work hours. So they're working from 2 p.m. to 11 p.m. their time. Oh, man, that's tough. They they chose that. They said it was fine that way. So they get to go out and explore in the morning, and then they work throughout the day, go out to lunch, come back. Well, lunch slash dinner. Yeah. And then they come back, work, and then head out uh, for the night. Well, I guess um, that makes sense. They've basically adopted a cat now, which makes no sense to me. But they named it Minty, and she's really cute. Oh. <laughs> so I kind of love it. But that's that's them. Yes. Uh, so we, <laughs> uh, Matt and I actually took one of our coworkers out for lunch this week, Brendan. We went out on lunch on Thursday because Brendan's getting married next week. And Aww. he left yesterday to head out to the location where they're getting married, him and his fiance. And Matt and I are super jealous that we don't get to go to this wedding because it's like fancy and nice. And we're like super excited for him and stuff. And I can't wait to see the photos because the location that he's getting married at is like amazing. So congratulations to Brendan and Jenny on their wedding. Yeah, congratulations. We're very excited for them. Um, I also went to the dentist, which was not fun. No. I went on Thursday. My mouth still kind of hurts. Uh, and then Jesse McCartney released a new song yesterday. <laughs> Holla, is it good? It's, it's. Oh, no. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Um, it's called oh. Wasted. Okay. It's like, it's an interesting, I'll, I'll, I'll share the song with you and you can put it in the show notes if you want. Um, it's interesting in that it's a good song, but it. It's it's kind of doing this mishmash of like his old stuff with the new stuff that he's trying to. It's really weird because like Jesse McCartney has these like weird phases he goes through. Yeah. So like you remember his old stuff like Beautiful Soul and oh, all yeah. those like those great songs those and then when he did Shake he moved into this more like electro pop yeah thing where he's like calling girls shorty and stuff like do you get what i'm saying yes so yes, i'm getting what you're saying <laughs> this song is sort of like a mish like a mishmash like like mashing together his old style with like that style together because like the melody is very is a lot slower but if you listen to the song it's like oh jesse <laughs> <laughs> but he did announce a new tour along with this release of this new song so of course i'm going of course. Oh, yeah. He already signed up for pre-sale, <laughs> tick to get pre-sale code for the tickets. He's playing at the Will Turn in February. I'm going. Absolutely. I'm going. Because I love Jesse McCartney. I talk crap on him, but I love, deep down, just desperately love Jesse McCartney. Yeah, but you're still going to support him no matter what. <laughs> oh, heck yeah. I already yeah. downloaded that song and everything. I had pre, pre-saved it on Spotify, so it would auto-download when it was available. Excellent. I love him, so I'll listen to it. I even added it to my Jesse McCartney playlist. Like, I'm here for it. You go. Um, BTS was on America's Got Talent. Yeah, they were. <laughs> what was great, like, they were amazing. They were so great. But what was really funny was Twitter's reaction to watching them. Yeah. Because I'm assuming what it seemed like that there was a ton of people watching America's Got Talent who had no idea who BTS was, had never heard of K-pop or seen K-pop, and people's reactions were hilarious. 
they were like, who's the guy in the red jacket? Because I think I just got pregnant watching this. Oh, oh stuff oh. like that. It that was one so that you sent funny. Me, that that yeah. tweet, that specific tweet you sent me, that was an actual fan trolling people because I was reading oh, through the replies. Got it. No, no, it was hysterical, though, because like everyone was explaining to that person like, oh, that's Jimin, like and the person behind him is V and. And she's like, oh, yeah? How old is he? Is he single? And like, <laughs> <laughs> What a blessing. And everyone what a blessing. was just explaining it to her. And then she finally oh. had to be like, no, I'm actually an army. Like, I was just trolling y'all. Like, <laughs> That's so funny. But there were legit people reacting that oh, way, yeah. which I was loving. Exactly. I was loving it so much. It was so funny. Um, but they were great and amazing. And then they hopped on a plane and flew to Oakland, Oakland. like, right after that. Yeah. I know. Um. And as far as geekery, like, I'm still watching Jack Ryan. My family's, like, super into watching it, so we can only watch it together. Oh, okay. So I can't binge it, so I'm waiting to watch the next episode when everyone is available. And then we watch the next episode of the Purge TV show, which is still really good and totally messed up, which is great. Excellent. Yeah. And then I was getting some super nerdy birthday gifts, which I can talk about next week. So... So I'm going to leave that as a cliffhanger. Yeah. All right. Well, I did also nothing. Although your list is heck of a lot longer than mine. <laughs> it's just because I just kept adding stuff. I was like, oh, got to add more. No, it's good. Um, I mean, there's probably more stuff I could add. But, like, y'all don't need to know that I, like, watched The Good Wife again. Like... <laughs> Like I keep we Ema and I keep dipping back into the Good Wife to like try to finish it. We're finally on the last season, but that's you know that's that. But we went and saw the Miseducation of Cameron Post at Queens Film Theater, which is kind of nice because it's like an independent theater. It's um, Queens Queens University is like the big university in Belfast. It's kind of like like mm-hmm. the the big prestigious university there, and they have like a a film theater where they'll show. Movies that probably won't go out to the main theater, which is kind of a bummer. Like, so that was kind of a cool experience to watch it in a really, really small theater. It was like very few people, well, not very few people, but it was just a really tiny theater with like a smaller screen. And there was like, you know, when you go to like small theaters like that, you always get the people who buy like the season tickets. So it's like, those old couples that go to every single show, but they're probably not there specifically for that movie. And I was yeah. kind of, it was kind of awkward. Cause I mean, there's a couple of like intimate kissing leading to sex scenes. And you're just like sitting there going, Oh God, Oh God, they're probably hating this. Oh God. <laughs> um, it, you know, just awkward, but it was really, really good. The movie was really good. Um, if you've read the book, it really is only like the last third of the book, which was kind of a bummer. But honestly, like they did a great job. They told the story that they wanted to tell and they told it well. So kudos on that. Um, and then Eamon's cousin is leaving for university today, actually. Um, and we went over and said goodbye to her and i mean she'll be back like literally on monday like she's going there for the weekend to like get her room all sorted and then she'll come back it's only like a 45 minute train ride away it's not far far but like it's a big step for her to go away from home um 
just because everyone here is very kind of like homebound, you know, like it's very rare people travel away for this kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and we ended up hanging out for a little bit and I said, you know what we need to watch? We need to watch the episode of Gilmore Girls where Rory goes off to college. Let's do that. <laughs> and so we watched that episode and I think it made her feel like a lot better about stuff because she was kind of nervous, but, um... It was fun. It was it was really fun. I was like, I was trying to tell her like, because she loves Gilmore Girls, but she's only watched it I think a few times. And I said, you'll find the older you get, like the more you'll relate to different things, and how like you'll go through different things in life that these characters are, and you can find comfort in that. And it was just, I was like having a moment. It was just really nice. <laughs> I love Gilmore Girls so much. So we watched, you know, Rory goes off to Yale. That was nice. And then I sat there and watched three episodes after, because why not? Oh my god, that's amazing. But everyone keeps talking about how they're going to, like, start their Gilmore Girls, like, rewatch, because it's autumn. Yeah. And I'm like, you don't need to wait till autumn to start your rewatch, guys. (laughs) But everyone likes to start it in autumn, because it's a very autumn feel of a show, but... Yeah. And then, like, the only geeky thing I have is that the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina trailer came out, which was exciting. I think it looks really cool. It does look really good. So I'm excited for that. That comes out, what, October 24th or something? I believe so. So, yay. At least we get it all at once on Netflix, so... Oh, that's true. I forgot. I... I hope so. I hope that's what they're doing. Because, you know, they Netflix does do some shows where they release it weekly. So. Oh, my God. We don't even know. Do we know? If you know, I have no idea. tell us. <laughs> I have no idea. I'm just constantly encouraging people to talk to us on Twitter. <laughs> You're like, email us. Talk to us. Email us. Talk to us. We're lonely. But uh, I hope everyone has taken the time to check out the geek to geek podcast with Void and Beige, geek with Joe and Ray, and Geek Fitness podcast hosted by Beige from the geek to geek podcast. They provide even more fantastic content, that, and they're just extremely fun people to listen to. So to hear more about those shows, listen now. I'm Void. And I'm Beige. And together, we're the geek to geek podcast. Well, we make it. It is kind of us, but I guess it's separate. Every week, we pick a topic from geek or digital culture and chat about it for a while. And you're invited. We talk about books and movies, games, comics, the internet. Or really whatever we feel like. Yeah, that too. So look for the geek to geek podcast on iTunes. Or wherever your podcasts are sold. Or downloaded. Or whatever. Hi, my name is Joe Hogan, and I'm a geek. And if you're currently listening to this, there's a good chance you're a geek too. So check out my podcast, Geektitude. Each week, I talk with somebody about their geek aptitude. Sometimes I talk to people in a geeky profession. Sometimes it's someone doing something really cool with their geekiness. Often it's another geeky podcaster. But it's always someone who wants to share their inner geek. So join me each week as we come together to geek out about all the geeky stuff we love. And remember, this week, keep it geek. And we're back. So once again, this week we are talking about To All the Boys I Loved Before, the Netflix movie and the book by Jenny Han. Uh, This movie has hit the internet by storm. It has been hyped and people were definitely excited about it before the movie came out. Like when the trailer dropped, I feel like everyone was very excited about it. 
And when it went on to Netflix, I feel like it just got even more popular on a whole nother level. It it was kind of insane because I remember seeing because I remember getting the books. So like I've had the books for a few years and I just they just got put away and I just never read them. And then I saw the trailer like that they were that they were going to make it into a Netflix movie and then they dropped the trailer and I was like I'm here 100% for this movie like because the (laughs) trailer was just so the teaser and the trailer were so good agreed so it it makes complete sense that as soon as the trailer dropped and then as soon as the movie went up on Netflix it just skyrocketed in popularity I don't think I've ever heard people talk about a Netflix original movie this much ever It's true, like, so many articles about it everywhere, and not just, like, oh, like, it's super important that the, you know, the female actress lead is, like, Asian American, that's fantastic, but it was just, like, no, dude, like, this movie is everything, everyone go watch it, like, you know what I mean? Like, people were fangirling on a whole nother level. I completely understand. It was great. So before we talk about our thoughts about it, Here's a quick summary of the movie, and technically the book. Uh, Laura Jean Song Covey is a 16-year-old high school student who loves to fantasize about romance, but is actually scared of having a real romantic relationship. In previous years, she wrote love letters to boys that she has had crushes on without ever sending them. Feeling that life is passing Laura Jean by, her younger sister Kitty sends all of Laura Jean's letters to her past crushes, resulting in multiple awkward confrontations with the boys. Among them are Josh Sanderson, her former crush, who is also her older sister older sister Margot's boyfriend. Peter Kavinsky, her crush from seventh grade, seizes the opportunity to make his ex-girlfriend Jen jealous by asking Laura Jean to pose as his fake girlfriend. Laura Jean and Peter's relationship develops, and they both eventually realize their feelings for each other are real. Yeah! (laughs) (laughs) I just love this movie and book so much. So this plot is actually, like, perfect, I think, for both movie and book. Yeah, because it basically explains everything, yeah. Exactly. Like, sometimes there's, like, a bit of difference, but this is actually, like, perfect for both. Mm -hmm. So... We're just going to apply that to both. So a couple of quick facts. Uh, website Rotten Tomatoes. The film holds an approval rating of 96% based on 46 reviews. I don't know when this was taken, though, so it could be updated. I apologize. This was from Wikipedia, but I'm just going to leave it at that. It's still mm-hmm. at 96. Why not? Um, and the website's critical consensus reads, To all the boys I've loved before, plays by the team rom-com rules but relatable characters and a thoroughly charming cast more than make up for a lack of surprises. So I would think that's a fair assessment for this mm-hmm. movie because this movie isn't necessarily groundbreaking. I mean, there are some aspects of it that are definitely groundbreaking, but it's it's like your your classic fake dating trope. And it's amazing. Oh, yeah. It yeah. has all the teen rom-com cliches, but that's what makes it so fun. Like, it, that's what makes it so good. Mm-hmm. And, like, and just like they said, like, the cast, everything, like, that's what elevates it to, like, a whole nother thing. So, Katie, tell me your thoughts. I mean, we know you like it because we def- we both definitely like it. But I want to hear your, you know, like, detailed thoughts. Uh, I've 
really like this movie a lot. Like, I've watched it more than one time. That's for sure. I <laughs> actually I actually watched it earlier this morning, too. Ah, nice. Um, I was, however, skipping through parts I didn't want to watch. So I was just, like, scrolling through, and I was like, meh, Jen can just be quiet. And I'm just, like, skipping. <laughs> yes. No, I really, really like it. I think... I think they did a really wonderful job in taking the book and then transforming it into the movie. I like the things that they did change. Um, Things that they left out were fine. I felt that the casting and, like, the... I don't know. It was just so good. Like, it was just overall, like, perfect. Like, you couldn't have had a more perfect group of people create a movie, to be honest. And... I'm a sucker for those teen rom-com tropes. So it was perfect. It was absolutely perfect. It was just enough funny, just enough serious, just enough romantic. And, oh my God, it was just, I guess, I don't know. I just love it. I love it so much. Same. Uh, when I was watching it with Eamon, I every once in a while, I just like look over him and smile and he'd be like, I know, I know. And I'm like, this is so good. This is so good. Like, I just lose it. Because, like, I think it's just been so long since we've seen a movie like this. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, it's not that this is something super new, but it's, like, this hasn't been done in a while, and it's just nice. Like, you forget how those tropes can be, like, I don't know, comforting in a way. Like, it reminds you of old, uh, older, like, movies you've seen before. Like... It kind of, like, doesn't necessarily remind you of, like, the 80s teen movies, but, like, it has those some of those tropes and, like, it goes back to a lot of stuff from the 90s, you know, tropes and yeah. stuff like that. So it was kind of, like, a big flashback, but it was still very modern. And, I don't know, it was just great. It just made me so happy to watch it. I think they did a fantastic job. It was that kind of level of comfort because, I mean, we're coming off of, well, for me, I'm coming off of the the high and excitement of Crazy Rich Asians and then coming straight into this movie. So you have a theatrical, you know, exciting adult rom-com that came, or like rom-com drama that came out and you were so hyped for that. And then you come into this one, which is was just as good, just as rom com tropey as parts of Crazy Rich Asians was. And, but it was that, like, almost nostalgic thing that you were saying. Like, it felt very nostalgic because it kept playing into those old tropes that we know from John Hughes movies while it was talking about John Hughes movies and stuff. And it was just, it was very relatable too, which is why, which made that movie feel like better because it was extremely relatable even being older because it had that nostalgic feel to movies that we've seen before so big part of why i loved it so much (laughs) exactly and like coming from a young adult book like it just like it had all those reasons why i'm still reading young adult novels you know Mm -hmm. and like, if people wonder why people still read young adult, like, way after the appropriate age, like, this is why. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's good. It's good. It's just good. Like, okay, 
Nowadays, the only movies like this that you get are either Netflix originals that are like done with actors that you don't know or they're really young and the budget's a lot lower. But this was like a proper budget, like well done film. So I think that's what was exciting, too. I think the movie that came out that fits in this genre that came out right before this was a Netflix original is The Kissing Booth. Yes. And that movie is ridiculous. <laughs> yes. I mean, I watched it. I watched it. Of course I watched it. Oh, yeah, but I was definitely. like, this movie is just not great. And I think part of it's the script. Like, it de- like The Kissing Booth definitely had the budget. Maybe mm-hmm. similar budget that this movie did. But I think, like the director and the script like i think combination of the both like this movie was just a bit like classier i feel like yeah that's exactly like that that's a good word to describe how this movie is because it's way it was very classy and very just i don't know there was it, a lot of it's... detail paid attention to it as well mhm yeah like the sure. the outfits she wears her room? Oh my her god, her room. room. Yeah, like, the relationship between the sisters. I don't mm-hmm. know, there was a lot of attention to detail paid with this movie. That, I mm-hmm. mean, I don't know if it was with The Kissing Booth, because I didn't read The Kissing Booth, but... Oh, is there? Is it a book? Oh yeah, it is a book. It's based on the book. Oh. Maybe yeah. I'll have to read it. I was kind of surprised by that, because... Well, well, also not surprised because pretty much everything is based on a book now. <laughs> At this point, everything that's coming out of Hollywood has some sort of other source that it's coming from, whether it's book, a comic, a play, yep, something. Part of me doesn't mind it because then I'm like, oh, I get. You mean I get to go read this as well? This is great. <laughs> but I do. I mean, it does make me wonder how different the Kissing Booth movie is versus the book because mm-hmm. uh, it reminds me a little bit of the Duff. Because the movie yes. turned it out to be a lot better than the book, and I really didn't like the book that much. Yeah, the, the book wasn't my favorite either. No, I agree. <sighs> Anyways. That's a whole to, other topic. But that's going a whole other topic. <laughs> going into the movie more specifically, um, how do you think they did on the casting of these characters? Oh, perfect. Absolutely perfect. <laughs> like, you couldn't yeah. have... Uh, you couldn't have chosen a better cast. I did find it interesting that uh, the sister casting was interesting. Um, because, like, I figured that because they were all sisters, like, they may have picked people that looked similar. Mm-hmm. Or something that looked like you would look at them and be like, oh, they're sisters. Yeah. But you know what? It ended up working out perfectly. Like, I love the girl who plays Margot. She was in The Flash, and she's been in other stuff. Pretty Little Liars. And- Oh, yes. Pretty Little Liars. Yes. <laughs> I was like, yes. I'm sorry. You cannot skip over that. <laughs> my bad. My bad. Yeah. No, I know her from Pretty Little Liars, too. Yeah. Um, but, and I love the girl that plays Kitty. Like, she did such yes. a great job. And their dad, casting was perfect. Like, John Corbett, who was, like, a seasoned rom-commer. Like, I yes. love him. So, that was perfect. Um, Peter Kavinsky... Like, Noah Centineo, what? Where did he come from? Well, he's been on The Fosters, for people who've been watching that show. Yes, so he came from The Fosters. He's been in a couple other... There's another movie that he's in on Netflix called SPF 18. And then Mm -hmm. he just came out. uh, He's also in the movie uh, Sierra Burgess is Mm -hmm. a Loser, too. So I'm like, oh, is this guy going to be one of those? 
I think Netflix. he's going to take off for sure. Oh, God, he's so amazing. And I've watched, like, a million interviews with him because he's mm-hmm. just so precious. But, I like, the casting was great. They did a great job with Lucas. The guy who plays Lucas was so great. Yes. And then um, Josh as well. Yeah. Well, can you believe Peter or Noah was going to play Josh at what? first? They had it swapped. And then because they had so much chemistry on set, they switched it. Oh, I'm so happy. Yeah. Same. Because the chemistry between uh, between uh, Lana and Noah is... I'm like, are you sure you two aren't dating in real life? Like, are you sure that you're not together forever? Because they had instantaneous chemistry. Like, you could see it the entire film from the moment where she bumped into Jen and Jen started ragging on her about her shoes and, like, Noah walks up and he, like, slyly, like, looks at her shoes and then looks at her outfit and then walks away. I was like, dang. He's, yes. like, in love. In love. <laughs> exactly. Saying. No, there was, there was so much chemistry. Like, I can't, I can't even imagine it the opposite. Like, if he was playing Josh, I feel like he would have stolen the, the movie. Oh, then we—I think we would have been unsatisfied with the ending. Exactly. Yeah, to be honest. So, anyways, do you have a favorite okay. uh, actor or character? I, I meant to put or character, not actor of character. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, um, actor or character, meaning like, was there a favorite like actor that did like the portrayal of the character the best or something like that? To be honest, I feel like Lana and Noah portrayed their particular characters completely spot on, as well as the girl who plays Kitty. Yes. Because she was absolutely perfect. Like, two of my favorite non-main main characters are Kitty and Chris. Yeah. I love her best friend, Chris. Mm-hmm. Because she was hilarious. I love <laughs> I love the part when um, when Peter comes to find her just after he gets the letter. And, he, and she was like, is it true that Jen dumped you for a college guy? And he goes, is it true that you have a tail? She's like, yeah. She's like, it's a curly cue, like a little piggy. And then she makes a little <laughs> pig noise. <laughs> and he's like, I need to talk to Laura Jean like privately. She's like, okay, well, I'm going to be in the nurse's office with a migraine Googling Justin Trudeau t- uh, shirtless. I was dying. I was like, Chris, you are my hero. And then like when they're like eating the subway under the bleachers and she was like, you can't just flash these subway contraband subway cups around. People will catch on to my lunchtime truancy vibes. And I was like, where were you when I was in high school? Right. She's like so cool. She was amazing. And I was like, you are like way cooler than I could ever possibly think of being. And I love their dynamic too. Like the fact that they're so different and they've been friends since they were young, but yet they still stick together. Mm-hmm. And even like despite their differences, they just accept each other for who they are. It's really cool. I feel I feel like that can happen a lot where um like it's nice to be friends with people who are not like you. Cuz a lot of times when people make friends, they tend to stick to the people that are most similar to them who have similar interests similar just things in general but also sometimes your greatest friends are the people that stick with you 
sometimes stick with you the longest are the people that are maybe not so much like you. Like you share a couple of interests, but you just get along for Mm -hmm. unknown reasons. Like she goes to EDM concerts and hangs out and smokes and drinks and does crazy stuff. And, and Laura Jean is a hopeless romantic who would rather stay at home and read bodice ripping novels Yes. Then go out and do stuff. <laughs> and like bake cookies and like they couldn't be more different. <laughs> yeah. But their their friendship chemistry is just undeniable. It's just perfect. Exactly. Oh my god. I agree with you on Kitty too, because I feel like they kind of made her a little bit older in the movie, which I kinda liked. Mm-hmm. But like they also made her like really funny. Oh my gosh, like, she's so like funny. wearing the helmet in the car, I fucking <laughs> cracked up. <laughs> she was like, hang on. And she comes back and she but she's like, okay, I'm ready. And I was like, oh my god, kitty. I'm like, you're not wrong, but that's also hilarious. <laughs> I was like, that is messed up, also really funny. Exactly. Um, I love her interaction with Peter when she first meets him. And she was like, when he calls her little LG, and she goes, I have a name. Yeah. And it's Catherine Song Covey, Kitty to my friends, you can call me Catherine. I was like, dang. Yes. But he looked at Laura Jean and he was like, respect. Yeah. <laughs> Just immediately. Exactly. Oh my God, uh, get it, Kitty. Apparently she's wearing um, a necklace throughout the movie. It's like a gold necklace and it says feminist on it. Is that what it says? I couldn't yeah. read it. Oh yeah, my it God, what a feminist. blessing this child is. Right? Isn't that amazing? I love that they did that. Speaking of the wardrobe department, did you have a favorite Laura Jean outfit? Um, or did you just like the clothes in general, or how do you feel about the clothes in general? I love her clothing style in general. The one outfit that she's wearing, she was only wearing it, we only see it for like a short period of time, which is when Josh comes over to finally talk to her about the letter. And she comes out wearing that pink skirt with the... With the sweatshirt, with the gray sweatshirt. I love that outfit. Mm-hmm. But I also like that she does a lot of the, like, the dress that she wears when she goes to the party with Peter. It's got, like, the Peter Pan collar and stuff. And yes. it's super cute. Like, all her outfits are really, really cute. Yes. So I love her style. I love, like, the colors, I think, too. Like, I feel... Like, everyone always talks about how her outfits have a big clueless vibe. Oh, yeah, 100%. And I love that. Like, I mean, the skirts, like, the general, like, looks of the outfit, the colors. Um, I like the, like, yellows and the pinks that she wore. Mm-hmm. Like, just the whole vibe in general. Like, I would never personally wear a lot of those. That's just not my personal style. But, like, I wish I could rock that style. I just don't think I would be able to do that. But (laughs) I love, like, her little ponytails and, like, the fact that, like, you know, Kitty does her hair in braids and, you know, just, like, it's a very, like, cutesy, girly style, like, unapologetically. But you could tell it's, like, unique. It's not, like, Mm -hmm. a cookie cutout. She goes to Forever 21 and buys what every other girl's wearing. It's, like... You could tell she picked out each individual piece yeah. for herself. I think that's, um, they went for, I feel like they did like a combo deal thinking about it right now where they, her clothes have a very share 
vibe mm-hmm. to them, like very clueless. But also I think her sense of unique style is very Andy from Pretty in Pink. Yes. Because Andy always, I mean, she wore a lot of pink, but she always made her clothes or she thought she mixed patterns and things like that, which is kind of what you see with Laura Jean's clothes is that they're they're very unique. And she always goes, well, oh, they're vintage. Like mm-hmm. when she was talking about her shoes, she's like, they're vintage. And even Peter compliments her style. He's saying you have way better style. Yeah. Because she does. Like she has mm-hmm. way better style. And I absolutely adore, which is really weird, her hair. I love yeah. her hair. The color and the length and just, I think it's really cute. Um, people were pointing this out online and then like in articles and stuff that after he takes the hair tie away from her and tells her to leave her hair down because he likes it down, um, she very rarely put her hair up the rest of the movie, which is yes. like adorable um, because I think she likes the way that she looks and like the way she feels when she's with Peter. Like Peter makes her feel comfortable mm-hmm. um, well, and, to be and herself. pretty as well. Like it's, it's not a bad thing when someone kind of makes you feel pretty. Yeah, especially know? when it was somebody that she had a crush on a long time ago and, ha- I mean, hasn't really come to the conclusion that she still is crushing on him hardcore. But, yep. I mean, it's it's nice when somebody tells you that you look pretty and it doesn't matter who it is. Mm-hmm. So it's just, it just those feel good vibes. And he, he's like, you look beautiful. And he like took that photo of her. I'm like, oh, God, stop it. So exactly. cute. Exactly. <laughs> oh, my God. I love I, I love it when he takes that photo of her and then he like takes her phone and takes his own photo. And he was like, you need to make this your background. And she was like, what about you? He's like, Psh, girl, come on. I already got it. And he like mm-hmm. shows her. And I was like, dang, when did he do that? Right. <laughs> I was like, dang, Peter. Peter's got skills. He's he's boyfriend number one, man. He knows. He knows the right things. He's so cute. And then he was drinking the kombucha instead of drinking alcohol because oh he was driving. God. Like, I'm melting. <laughs> I'm, like, swooning over here. So it's good for your digestion. Oh, my God. I'm swooning so hard. <laughs> so how did you feel about the internet losing its mind over Noah? It was really funny, because, but I understand completely. Because if you didn't watch The Fosters or you don't really pay attention to ABC Family Freeform stuff, so you would have no idea who this dude was. Yeah. And then just out of nowhere, this guy comes out as, like, number one rom-com actor for the future? Are you joking? It's yeah. kind of like the same level of people losing their mind over Henry Golding from from Crazy Rich Asians. Yes, Mm-hmm. Because he literally came out of nowhere as well. And people are like, who is this guy? I love him. And they're feeling the same way about Noah. Exactly. And he's like, I watched, did you watch the video, the interview he did with the puppies? Yes. Oh my God. Not only is it really cute because puppies and Noah, but yes. he seems, he seems real chill, like a very yes. chill guy who. Who's sort of always been there, but no one really noticed mm-hmm. until now. And, like, listening to him talk about the different stuff about, like, you know, being in both of the movies that he was just recently in on, on Netflix and how he feels about those and, like, who he relates to the most in... Uh, the characters, yeah. In the characters and stuff and listening to all of that. Like, we'll definitely link that video because people need to watch it because yes. it's really cute. It's very um, cute. 
But I'm actually glad that like people are freaking out about someone who's who's very talented. He's very talented. Um, I love listening to him because uh, what is it? Miles Teller had a hard time getting um, acting jobs because he has um, scars on his face from mm-hmm. a car accident that he was in. He was in a really bad car accident. He got cut up on the face by glass. And Noah has this, like, giant scar right here, yeah. like, on his chin, on his face. And somebody in the interview, they asked him how he got it. And he got attacked by a dog Yeah, when he was a kid. And it, like, ripped his face open. I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. I Honestly, I didn't even notice the scar until someone pointed it out. But I'm just yeah. kind of oblivious that way. But. <laughs> but it's cool that, like, it seems as if maybe that isn't hindering him at all because a lot of times it seems like uh, facial scarring or something like that does have a tendency to keep you from getting the leading man positions that maybe you're like that you are worth having and I hope that hasn't like stopped him from getting jobs over the years but definitely like people embracing him as they have now will absolutely help him get whatever (laughs) movie role tv show role that he wants oh yes i definitely hope so um which character in this movie do you think you relate to the most um i feel like i was thinking about this when i was reading over your questions and to be honest i feel like i relate to lara jean a lot uh even now like being I'm 32 now, people. 32. Um, being basically twice her age in the sh- in the movie, because she's like 16 or something, right? In the movie, like that's yes. how old she's supposed to be. And <laughs> and um, but like I'm my room is a mess, just like her. Hers is way worse than mine, but my room is messy. So I'm like messy. <laughs> but like Laura, Laura Jean is very creative and she's definitely a hopeless romantic, which I can a hundred percent relate to. Like I don't read Harlequin bodice ripping romance novels, but I mean, I do read like my favorite genre of uh, young adult fiction novels is the romantic, like the romance ones. Same. Those are my favorite. So I can relate to a lot of the things that she talks about and says about how, like, she's scared about being in a real relationship and then, like, how hard it is to open up and let people in. And because there's always that thought of that they could leave you. I mean, obviously, I've never had the same, like, personal experience that her character has gone through, like losing her mom at a young age and things like that. But there's still a lot of the things that she talks about, about, you know, being in relationships and being in love and dating that a lot of people can relate to Uh, because it's hard. It's hard to open yourself up and be truthful with somebody that you feel very strongly for. But because there's always that thought in the back of your head of that person possibly leaving. So it's always something that, you know, people worry about. So for her to like vocalize that with. Peter to let him like to be honest with him was like a huge step only like not only for her but in the progress of their so-called fake relationship even though at that Mm -hmm. moment like you could see just how much like Peter really does care for her and how easy it was for the two of them to like be together Mm -hmm. so but yeah I relate very heavily to Lauren Jean like in her story and stuff so that's me what about you No, I would 
I would also say that I relate a lot to Laura Jean. Like, I would say half of her. Like, the part of her that, like, like, I'm definitely the kind of girl that would rather stay home, cuddle up and read, but although I re- would read more, like, fan fiction, young adult romance like you, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I would much rather stay at home on a Saturday night, watch some old TV, you know, True. Uh, Same. Have, a, have a bowl of popcorn, make some brownies, whatever, um, that's definitely more my style. Uh, but I'm trying to think of who else I would relate to in the movie. Because I'm definitely not a Chris. I'm definitely not a Margot. I'm... I feel like maybe... I don't know. That's interesting. Isn't that interesting to think about? I feel like, if anything, I'd be like... I'd be like her dad. <laughs> because he's just like hey yeah let's (laughs) let's do this like how are you doing fellow kids how are you doing that's me that's definitely me like i'm a mixture of laura jean and her dad that's kind of weird but i don't know i think it works (laughs) i feel um like there are some things about like margo i can relate to i guess that's like the older sister responsibility part of her and then also, when Margot, when Lara Jean stops talking to her, like, mm-hmm. it upsets her because she feels like all of a sudden she went from being needed all the time to not being needed at all. Yeah. And I felt I felt that a lot when I went to college. Like, I felt like that a little bit. Aww. Because, like, people's lives were going forward, like, here. And, like, so it was mine. But it also felt like I wasn't as important or needed anymore. Yeah. During that time frame, too. And that's just that's just something that happens. Like, and, and it's hard to like, especially when it's coming from like family. You're yeah. just like, oh, well, I guess you don't need me mm-hmm. anymore. Like, oh, OK, well, this just got depressing. No. <laughs> OK, let's move on. All right. Um, right. I'm going to skip one of my questions here and move on to the photo. Oh my god, yeah, the photo. The photo on her phone. The photo, yes. Yeah. Because it's all anyone can talk about on the internet, but like, and I think you even talked about it on uh, the Crazy Rich Asians podcast. I did, because I read an article about where the origin of said photo came from, because there was no scene indicating that that photo could have been taken. Exactly. So if you haven't been reading all these articles on the internet about this movie, Katie, would you like to care to explain about the photo origin that's on Laura Jean's phone? It's on her phone, right? It's her phone background. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. So we see this shot of of Laura Jean's cell phone um, after she has that fight slash breakup with Peter. And it's a picture of Laura and Peter, like sleeping but like cuddling on a couch like he's laying back and he's got his arm like i did not memorize this picture at all um has his arm above (laughs) his head and he's like holding her and she's like asleep on his chest and people are like where did this photo come from like we never saw it taken turns out that that is not peter kavinsky and Lara jean that is actually noah and lana um so it's like 
that was them as just being themselves, not as their characters. So it turns out what happened is that uh, one of the crew members walked into the green room that they had at the high school that they were using in the film. And Noah and Laura uh, and Lana were like laying down on the couch like that, just asleep. Just, yep. they were just sleeping. And it sounds super creepy, but the like the crew member took a photo because it was really cute. And, but yeah. it's a little weird. It's a little weird and really cute at the same time. Exactly. Like took a picture <laughs> of them and everyone thought it was super cute. So they decided to make that Laura Jean's background on her phone for that scene so they actually that was a real photo that was taken by a crew member of the two actors napping in between takes yes. so it's really cute i was it like this is the cutest cute. weirdest creepiest story i've ever read and i love it <laughs> like you want to know more about that story like you don't want to ship these people in real life because that they're they're two real people, and I'm pretty yeah. sure that Lana is has a boyfriend in real life. I'm I'm not sure, but like photo. No, I I think I I think I saw somewhere that she does okay. have a boyfriend. I don't Cute. know if that's true today, but no, I you know. Um, but they're real people. You don't want to ship them in real life, but you're also mm-hmm. like, oh my god, are they gonna date? What? <laughs> It's. I think it's just because not only did they have really great on-screen chemistry, but they also had, like, they became instant friends is a lot of what they yes. were talking about, is that they became really close while filming. Um, not in a romantic sense, but in a friendship sense. So for them, just, like, laying like that was just comfortable for them. Exactly. So, get it. All right. Yeah. So now... We're going to be moving into spoiler territory for the book. Mm-hmm. Uh, so hope you enjoyed the movie talk. If you're ending here, see you later. But we're going to move okay, right on to the book. Yes. So I only have a few questions for books specifically, like specifically the book. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then we'll move on to book and movie comparison. But Katie, yes, you come from a family where you have an older sister and a younger sister. Well, I'm actually the older sister, but yes. No, I thought... No, everybody thinks that my middle sister is older than I am, but she's not. What? Why did I not know this? I feel like a bad friend. No, you're fine. Everybody thinks Laura's older than me. My sister, Laura. I feel really terrible. But you still come from a family of three sisters. Yes, I do. So, I obviously do not. I have two brothers, and they're both autistic. Very different family dynamics. Yes. So, as a girl who has two sisters did you really relate to the sister bond of the song sisters um to a certain extent yes because um like it seemed like all three sisters were super super close and um i'm very very close with my youngest sister so my sister michelle who i've talked about a bunch of times and my middle sister and i are pretty close but we're not as close as like michelle and i because michelle and i share a lot of similar interests whereas like laura and i um don't share as many similar interests uh but i mean like we still get along super well and the three of us always get along like michelle and laura get along really really well and then michelle and i get along really well and it seemed like that too between the sisters whereas like kitty got along really well with Margot and also really well with Lara Jean. Um, mm-hmm. But Laura, Lara Jean looked up to her sister, her older sister, a lot. Yeah. So you see a lot of, like, 
them being really close and then all three being super close. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it's similar for us, but not like exact. Yeah. No, I was just interested because like it's a it's a totally different dynamic. Like I couldn't even imagine. It'd be like a built in best friend that, yeah, you're going to fight with, but like you love them no matter what. And, you know, they're always going to be in your life. And I feel like that would be just so different. I don't know. It is. No, it really is. I mean, uh, like Michelle and I do a lot of stuff, go a lot of places and do a lot of things together all the time. And like Michelle comes with me to work and she hangs out in my room. Uh, Sometimes she's hanging out in my room when I'm not there. (laughs) She hangs out with my friends when I'm not there. (laughs) So it's a lot. It's a lot of sharing between things. I think a lot of it is that, I mean, it just comes down to... They're just sort of always there, whereas, like, uh, Michelle's always sort of been there, whereas Michelle, like, Laura's always been off doing kind of, like, her own thing. But, I mean, Laura and I get along better now than we used to when we were younger, so. I mean, there's four kids in my family total, so, like, I have an older brother, too, so. Yes. No, I wasn't excluding Tim there. (laughs) It's okay, you can exclude him, it's fine. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Okay. Uh, was there a part or element of the book that wasn't in the movie that you loved? See, we were talking about this right before we started podcasting about how because we read the book after we saw the movie, um, I'm having a hard time separating what was and wasn't in them. Yes. So. Well, I've read the book, literally finished it this morning. So if there's something that you really like that you're not sure I'm trying to think because a lot of my favorite parts in, like, there were some things that I actually liked more in the movie than I liked in the book. Yes. Um, Like, I like the friendship that she developed with Lucas, which wasn't a thing Mm -hmm. in the book. It wasn't, like, they only touched on it, like, once or twice. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas, like, we see a lot between Mm -hmm. Lara Jean and Lucas. Like, they yeah. develop this really, like, quick friendship, um, which like I really like. Like, sheet masks in the... Oh, my God. She's like, the- I have Korean face masks. And he was like, oh, well, I'm with her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's really funny. Um, I'm trying to think. Um, I don't even... I can't even give you anything. I am so sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. That's totally fine. That's totally fine. Um... I don't know, like, I'm trying to think. There were a few, like, scenes specifically that I was like, oh, that would have been really interesting to see. But, like, I I was like you where I read the book after. So a lot of times it's really hard to separate the two once you've seen the visual. Yeah. It's different when you read the book, create your own visual, and then go see the movie. You can kind of keep them separately. Yeah. But- like, for me, reading the book, I was visualizing the movie, like, the actors. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but there were a few scenes that I was like, oh, that would have been that would have been really cute to see. Um, one of them was, like, discussing which cookies they were going to make for their Christmas <gasps> oh cookie, God. like, bonanza. I loved that. That was so <laughs> cute. And, like, Peter spent, in the book, Peter spent so much more time at yes. the Covey house way mm-hmm. more than he spent uh than was shown in the movie like you saw like him watching 16 candles and 
that was and then coming over to pick her up for the party and that yeah, was it exactly like in the book he came over and like immediately was like yeah i'll help you make these cupcakes and it was just no thought like or like no um worry to him he was like yeah yeah i'll help what's up like give me an apron you know <laughs> i love i love okay so that scene in the book i love when she kept like trying to measure stuff out but she kept getting distracted by yes. peter and like just him being there and she was like I, I lost count again and i was like oh this is me hashtag me <laughs> 100% same, same she's like trying to pawn him off to kitty she's like he's distracting me please leave just please get out of here so i can finish there was one thing that I just remembered right now that I don't remember. Like, it wasn't pointed out in the in the movie, but very... It was, like, a big moment in... It seemed like a, a kind of a big moment in the book. So, when Josh would come over, he always calls uh, their dad Dr. Covey. Like, always. Mm-hmm. But when Peter comes over and Peter meets him, like, the dad, and he calls him Dr. Covey, and he goes, Oh, no, call me Dan. Like, asked him to call him by his first name, which he never did with Josh. Yeah. So that that was interesting. That was interesting. Yeah, he definitely, like, treated Peter differently. Yes. Like, even in the book when Margot is, Margot and Josh and are just constantly being like, he's not good enough for you. I don't like this guy. The Like, their dad was always like, no, I like Peter. Like, Peter's great. Oh, my God. <laughs> I will say, though, that there... So, real quick, there was a few things that I... That made me really angry. No, <laughs> like, so this is the in, perfect time to talk about it. In the, in the book. Um, I hated Margot's reaction to her dating yes. Peter. It made me really angry because she immediately was like, why are you dating him? Like, making it seem like Laura Jean wasn't good enough to be dating anybody. That yeah. she didn't that Peter was too good for her or too, too this or too that. And like Margot didn't know him. And that made me really mad that she didn't even take the, like didn't even listen to Lara Jean, like talk to her about him. And that was a big difference between the book and the movie was that Lara Jean never told Margot about dating Peter in the movie where she did tell him her or Kitty spilled the beans, like a hundred percent, like big deal, like on Skype or whatever. Yeah. Uh, when about Peter and Lara Jean and I hated her reaction. It made me really mad because uh, she was like, well, I've heard blah, blah, blah. I'm like, but that doesn't mean that what you hear is true. And like, why aren't you giving him like listening to her tell you about him? Because obviously like Lara Jean knows him because they've been fake. They've been dating. Like, yeah, they've been dating, but also like they've been friends and like, and they totally Lara Jean wasn't the type of person to like, just date someone blindly. Exactly. Exactly. And it and it made it feel like Margot didn't trust her to make her own decisions, which I did not like. Uh, yeah. And overall there's one thing that made me like I read this in a in a in a review too that I, I agreed with. A review on Goodreads about the book. Um Largeen makes me mad sometimes about how like blind she is to things. But it also Mm -hmm. makes sense in a way, because when you're 16 or however old she's supposed to be in this, um, that, I mean, even when you're older, like, you don't actually see everything that other people see. So it was very clear, like, Kitty saw that 
Peter really liked her. And it was from that very first moment when she almost ran him over with the car. Yes. <laughs> um, in, in the movie, when he was, movie, when he, yeah. when he came over and he was like, Hey Covey, I'm telling you every time he called her Covey, I wanted to like swoon melt into the ground yeah. because it was so cute. Um, but you could see it right there that he like had a thing for her already. And even Kitty saw it. And Laura Jean, I mean, I think it's because she was in too much in her head about yes, about there's no way that a guy who looks like him, who's popular like him, could ever like somebody like me, someone who yeah. would rather stay home and hang out with her sister with a bowl of popcorn and watch the Golden Girls marathon, or who likes reading romance novels. Like he would not like somebody like me. When it turns out that. When he told her, he was like, there's no one like you, or it's always been you kind of thing. And mm-hmm. I'm just like, oh, beautiful. Ah. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, I would agree. I didn't have as much of the same frustrations as you did when it came to the book, because I could kind of understand why she was so guarded, because, like, okay, I love the fake dating trope. I read so much of that. Mm-hmm. Like if that if that's on the thing on the fan fiction, I'm like hell yes, instant click. <laughs> like, <laughs> I love me some fake dating tropes, and a big part of that trope is: is this real or is this part of the act? Yeah, and it's for both sides. Yeah, because you know, the, a lot of times Peter would say something like oh, well, yeah, I mean, it is part of our fake relationship or whatever. Like, he would say things that would reaffirm that it wasn't real, but mm-hmm. it was probably also his self-doubt, you know? So it's kind of, it goes both ways. It's like they're both putting up these walls of caused by their self-doubt, but then it inadvertently causes each, like, the other to have doubt. Yeah. So they're just, like, they're just in this, like, cycle of just, oh, God, they, do they really like me? No, 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 no. This is pretend. But I feel true feelings. But do they? No, I don't think so. Because this is all pretend. Like, it's that cycle going both ways. Like, but unfortunately, we're just seeing Laura Jean's side. Yeah, especially like in the book. Yeah. Exactly, in the book. Like, we're not seeing Peter's internal monologue of, oh, God, I really like her, but why is she being like this? <laughs> like, oh, my God, you know? Yeah. Um, you do get to see it a bit in the movie when after they go to the party and they're sitting. Uh, I thought it was really cute when they came when the camera came into the cafe and they were sitting on the same side of the table to eat the fries. That yes. was really cute. And then she like switches sides to the other side when they're having that first like real conversation mm-hmm. talking about um, about why she doesn't date. And he was like, you have to be yeah. honest with me if this is going to work. And she explains to him that, you know, it's hard to let people in because people can leave you. And he understands it's because, like, she lost her mom. And yeah. he can also relate to that because, you know, his dad left them. It's not the same thing, but it's very similar on the lost side because well, it's, yeah. it's a missing parent. And so he asks her, like because it's scary and he was like well you're not you don't seem scared to be with me and she goes well yeah and he goes well why is that she's like oh because this isn't 
This is just pretend. And the look of absolute devastation on his face was just heartbreaking because it just reaffirmed to him that because he was having doubts about whether or not he really liked her or not. And then for her to say something like that, he was instantly like, oh, well, let it Largine Song Covey, everyone. He can count on her to be honest. And then her face was like, wait, what? Like, uh-huh. why is he acting like this? And it's because he was, wasn't was sure if what was happening between them was real. And that particular thing that she said reaffirmed to him that, oh, this is just a fake relationship. But, exactly. I mean, obviously it doesn't stay that way as things go on. And Lucas, thank God for Lucas, points out perfectly that he goes... He goes, if anyone is developing uh, feelings in this fake relationship, it's not you. It's Peter. (laughs) And then it's like a giant light bulb comes on for her Mm -hmm. because he got he got the snacks and like he got her the, you know, the yogurt thing. I love that when he does the little splash, he's like, you are impossible because he's basically telling her, (laughs) like, I did all these things because I like you. Duh. Yes. Yes. I like that level of honesty, though. Like, obviously, they were trying... Like, they were honest with each other on a certain level throughout the movie. But, obviously, they were both, you know, super guarded in terms of admitting their true feelings. Like, they were both playing up the fake dating thing. And, like, the fake dating thing was true at the very, you know, beginning, in a way. But I like how, eventually, they're just flat-out honest with each other. You know? Because, like, yeah. that, that could have gone on forever. They could have pretended to fake date, ended their thing, and gone off and never gotten together. But they were like, no, dude, like, I like you. Why mm-hmm. do you think I'm doing these things for you? Yeah. Like, I like you. I got the yogurt drink. I went across town to the Korean market and got the yogurt drink. <laughs> I love I love that she does. She was like, I'm sorry I didn't sit next to you on the bus. And I'm like, ma. Yes. So cute. I love when she goes and sits down with him and he's like, he goes, I'm sorry, I'm tired. Can I use you as a pillow? And she's like, sure. And then he like snuggles up to her. I was like, get out of town. Oh, one thing I really wish was in the book, just because I thought it was fun and cute and I could totally see how the actors would play it all up. The trip to the estate sale. Oh, in the movie. Like if that had been in the movie. Oh, my God. Yes. That would have been so cute. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Like, the whole, like, racing to, to beat the other uh, family who owns the other store. Yeah. I forget what the name of the family is. But, like, the fact that she gets all into it. Like, he's like, we gotta beat them. Last time they cleared the place out. And so she's like, there's them right there. We gotta go, go, go. And she's, like, cheering him on to, like, go. And he kind of, like, looks over at her. Like, wow, like, she actually cares. It's cute. You know? It's so cute. Because, like... Um, you know what other was like a big thing that was different between the two? Um, in the movie, she never read the little notes that he gave her. Yeah, but in the book, she did. She actually read them. Like, she read each one mm-hmm. that she was given. But I feel like it was a much more dramatic impact in the movie was yes. for Kitty to save all of the notes and then give them back to her yeah. and have her read them. And Josh saying, like, he goes, so tell me again how no one's ever sent you a love letter. And I was like, oh, God, my heart. I was like, exactly. my heart, get out of here. Where, whereas in the book, like, it wasn't that she hadn't read them yet, but that she hadn't read them kind of all together. Mm-hmm. And she read them all together and putting them, putting them all together like that, it kind of created a long 
love letter. It was so cute. It was really cute. And that was, was such simple things, but they were they were so Okay, the note in the book where he says, Hey, can you take the bus today? Because I'm gonna drop by Kitty's school and pick her up and show her like show my car off to all her friends or something. I was like, Oh my god. Oh my god. That, that was, was so cute. So cute. Oh my god. Where's my Peter? I need a Peter. Exactly. He's so cute. Um, um No, go ahead. So I guess like the last thing is to talk about the ending differences. So yes. the movie ended had a completion ending, so it was not a cliffhanger. Yes. They decided to pull some of the things from the second novel and put them in, which was the the video getting out right. That's also mm-hmm. from the that's from the second book. And then also the way the book ends for this one is it ends on her writing a letter after uh, she gets all of the love notes from like that Kitty saved for her. And mm-hmm. she read, reads them all together, and it ends with, Dear Peter, and then the book just ends, which was, like, super yes. disappointing. Um, but the movie ends with her getting the notes, reading them, and then big thing, like, she gets in the car and drives to yes. go see him and reads him the letter, and it ends mm-hmm. with them deciding to, like, be together for real. Because he tells her, I love the moment, I'm just gonna, like, I love the moment yes. when she tells him that she likes him, but not, like, a fake but like in a real way and he go and he and he always does the whole like whoa 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 thing which yes. i absolutely love that's and totally that is noah that's, not, that's a noah thing that's not even the script <laughs> well he said that it was in there one one or two times but he just kept doing it like he goes oh i always say whoa 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 yeah because he said it in sierra burgess which they filmed before this movie oh my god yeah, I love the whoa, whoa, whoa. It's so cute. But she goes to walk away and he was like, whoa, 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 don't I get to say anything? And then he tells her that he went to Jen to tell her that it was all over. And he goes, I'm in love with you, uh, Lara Jean. Because he never says her first name, which is like so cute when he does. He always calls her Covey. He calls her Covey, which I just love. But he goes, I'm in love with you, Lara Jean. And like the look on her face is just like, what? And then he gets this like squinched, like happy look on his face. And I'm like, oh, God, oh, God. <laughs> It's so cute. But like that last line when he was like, are you going to break my heart, Covey? I was like, oh, God. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's very cute. Like, I I do like that they made it a more complete movie because if this didn't get a sequel, it would be so heartbreaking oh, that it just to be ends, left on ends. a cliffhanger. Oh yeah. But like the Same. I found it interesting that in the book they made it more of a love triangle. Like Josh's storyline was way more involved. It wasn't just that he was like protective of her in a little sister kind of way and then that was it. Like in the book, like he kisses her. Like he oh says, God, yeah. "I'm confused. You've had time to like have all your feelings out, but you just threw this on me and I don't know how to feel." Mm-hmm. And I've, I've, you know, I've had all these mixed feelings and I do like you and I am jealous. And then he kisses her, which I was like, no. <laughs> I know. I felt the same way when I read that. I was like, how dare you? How dare you? And it's it's definitely more of a love trend. Like, obviously, you know that Laura Jean is definitely into Peter and Peter is definitely into her. Mm-hmm. But there's still the whole, like... Because the thing, the, the trick is, in the book, she writes a letter to Josh in the middle of it where she feels like she still does have feelings for him. 
Mm-hmm. And she writes, P.S. I still love you. She keeps that note locked in, or not locked, but like tucked in a book mm-hmm. somewhere, which is obviously the next title of the book. So clearly that's coming back. But yeah. it's not in the movie. But I mean, I feel like she did write that letter, but I like how she did explain that she didn't realize that she, that her feelings for him were not as strong as she had feelings for Peter as like, as time progressed. And she didn't really realize that until she was with Peter. Exactly. I more of just mean it, it didn't end like a love triangle. Yeah. But because that, that, uh, loose string is still there. I feel like that could bring that element back in. It will be second. Yeah, I haven't read the yeah. second book yet, so I'm interested no, to see to see what happens. And then I'm hoping there's three books total, so there's yeah. there's two more after this, and they better you listen up Netflix. Yeah. You listen <laughs> you up. Better you better make the next two books into movies. I'm telling you exactly. If you can renew a crap show like Insatiable or whatever that crap Insatiable. show is, yeah. Insatiable. If you can renew that, come on. You can renew this. Truth. So, um, any last thoughts? I know we went a little long, but I feel like we had a lot to talk about, so. Yes. Um, no. Just read read the book, see the movie, read the next two books. Definitely need to read the second book before, if, the second, if they're going to make another movie. Definitely yes. need to read the book beforehand, because like we were saying before, um... It's hard, it's really to, hard separate to separate yeah. the two when you've already seen what's going to happen and then you don't, and then you read the book and you're like, oh, wow, this is so different because you have this expectation of how things are going to go and you're like, oh, just kidding. That's movie, not book. Yes. So. And then you have trouble distinguishing like how you feel about certain things. But yeah, um, I agree. I'm, I already ordered, like I literally finished the book this morning and then this afternoon, I was like, screw it. I'm ordering it on Amazon. <laughs> like, before I go through the debacle that I did this time where every book sold out here in the UK and I couldn't get it for like weeks. Oh, goodness. Yeah. Um. So I'm ordering it now. Good. And then, yeah, I'm going to read it. And then they're definitely, they definitely need to make a sequel. That's all. Yes. Well, I think that's going to wrap up this week's episode of Tea Time. The show notes for this episode and all of our other episodes are available on our website, teatimewithkc.com. Feel free to reach out to us via Twitter or Instagram by using the handle at teatimewithkc. You can also chat with us on Facebook at facebook.com slash teatimewithkc. And if you have any questions, comments, or suggestions for future episodes, feel free to email us at teawithkc at gmail.com. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts or Google Play or wherever you download your podcast. And lastly, don't forget to check out the other podcasts on the geek to geek Podcast Network by visiting geek 2 geekcastcom And you can also chat with us in real time by downloading the messaging app Slack and joining our Slack workspace at slack.geek2geekcast.com. And feel free to check us out on our Discord server, but we might take a bit to get back to you, but probably hit us up on Slack. And we'll include the links to these in the show notes. So until next time, 
Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening. Join us next time for another cup of tea.